listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Cotton from TFAB. A lot of movie news this week. A lot. Uh, we say that every week, but we do, I, but and there, there literally is. It comes I mean, in waves. It does, but this week was crazy. I mean, not only is the Cam Can Can Film Festival underway, which we're going to talk about in just a mm-hmm. second, but Pete Davidson's going to be in an A twenty four film. Uh, Disney has this new Pixar mock up that they're talking about mm-hmm. with elements. Um, that looks uh, cute. Fred Fred Ward died from Tremors fame. Like there's yeah. a, there's a lot of movie news, but uh, we're going to talk about Can. It's currently underway. Uh, the film, I think the festival started maybe yesterday or something. Yeah. It started yesterday. For those people that don't know, Cannes Film Festival is one of the biggest film festivals. It's probably the biggest. The biggest. Yeah, yeah like, I feel like Venice, as far, Venice is up, up there, there too. Sundance, you know, Sundance is like Tiff. ours, but like Cannes is kind of like the international film like for festival. World market, like they're where the market yes. is like the world marketplace of film. 100%. Yeah. And um, people have been shopping. Not only are films screened there, but yeah. movies are bought and sold there and not just like finished movies but like scripts are sold. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, apparently really like apparently movies can be like the rights to a movie can be sold even yeah. before the movie has been shot or anything like that. Like people are looking for distribution rights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's where we're going to start today mm-hmm. because not only are a ton of big stars shopping movies there, but there are some controversial stars. There are some controversial very controversial stars. Very controversial stars who are kind of trying to make what I would maybe characterize as a bit of a comeback yeah. through the Cannes Film Festival. It's and, like, go and, big, it yes. seems like. And and who we're talking about exactly here, There are, a lot of them are Me Too fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been kind of caught up in the Me Too movement slash controversy over the past several years. That includes Kevin Spacey. That includes James Franco. That includes... Uh, Roman Polanski, possibly. That one's kind of That one's rumored. not confirmed. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yes. Johnny Depp. Who's, the man of the hour. The man of the hour, <laughs> whose, whose trial is going on right now. And not only that, but Alec Baldwin, Alec yep. Baldwin as well is not necessarily Me Too, but he's very controversial as well. We're going to get into that. Yeah. But, uh, Kevin Spacey is shopping two movies. Not one, but two. Yeah. One is called, uh, I think it's called It's like, called 1242 Gateway to the West. Yes. And that's like a historical drama mm-hmm. about Kangas Khan. Yeah. It's super weird. It's I don't know so, what like, Kevin I, Spacey's white ass is doing in I that know. movie. It's hella he's weird. He's a but anyway. deeply spiritual man. Let's see who, who Yeah. Who, maybe he plays the, the Westerner or, or the European. I hope so. Yeah, he probably plays <laughs> the European Westerner in that movie. But that, that one's being uh, shopped right now. That one's backed by Hungarian financing. So no, no American studios are touching that. It seems not yet. Yeah. Um, but there's another one. I think it's called um, Peter Five uh, Twenty Eight. Peter Five Eight. Peter Five Eight, where he he plays some kind of hitman. It's not the plot is a little weird. He, he basically the way they kind of peg it is. I that, was so confused when I was reading the plot. I was like, yeah, what is this he, about? he's essentially the lead, and he rolls up in like some kind of like uh, black sedan. Black sedan. Yeah. He's like a mysterious figure. But like the, there's a photo being used. At least at Deadline had that they might have obtained, where you see him like with a, some kind of a sniper gun or something. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Anyway, Kevin Spacey. Back in two feature films, that's big news because he has he's been in like one other small independent Italian movie, and he was also in that Billionaire Boys Club in like 2018 too. Right, but that was before. I think that, that, that might was have, right after he shot that before yeah. he was you like know, yeah, canceled sure. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a big deal that Kevin Spacey's trying to make a comeback. It's Kevin Spacey's an interesting case because I would argue that he was accused out of all the Me Too men that have been accused. You know, minus Harvey Weinstein, obviously. Kevin Spacey is up there as one of the guys who's been the most accused of like committing acts of sexual assault, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. He's denied all of them. And more importantly, which is I think is interesting too, as to whether this comeback's gonna happen for him, 
he's kind of been cleared in a lot of it, both on the criminal side and on the civil side. Like he was he was cleared criminally in Massachusetts for that criminal case. The case was dropped. And then on the civil side, he was sued. Apparently, like witnesses were dying. I don't know if you if you caught all that, but Kevin's Kevin Spacey is no longer being sued as far as I'm aware. And he's no longer being criminally prosecuted anymore. So he is technically sort of in the clear. I mean, in the in the realm of public opinion, he's not yeah. he's not there. He's not good in that in that regard. But um, it's just interesting to see that he's coming back with two movies that he's trying to get movies that are he's trying to get purchased by yeah. people. Are, he's, From he's, he's trying the to get can market. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to get suitors, et cetera. Johnny Depp, he's gonna be in this. Uh, is, what's that? What's the title of that one? It's like I'm a, not gonna try to butcher it, but it's Jean. It's probably Jean Duberry. Yes, it's it, a French period drama. Yes, and he he's playing kind of a big character. He's playing King Louis the Fifteenth, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not gonna pretend like I know the difference between King Louis the Fifteenth and King Louis the First. I have no idea, but he's playing yeah. some kind of King Louis, which is interesting because it's like you know Johnny Depp. He does that seems like a fitting role for him. So it kind does. of extravagant sort of yeah. character. This is going to be the first dra- dramatic film that he's been in since. Um, I think it's is it not Minamari, but um, he was in, a, in a, some kind of movie from 2020 where he played like this uh, this photojournalist and had something to do with yes. like the, some some Japanese mercury mm-hmm. poisoning, etc. That was like an independent film. It didn't get picked up or released wide here in the U.S. Yeah. Now here he is once again at Cannes trying to get shopped as well for this King Louis movie. James Franco is trying to shop this movie where he plays some kind of like rogue. Yeah, he plays a cop. Like it's like some corrupt cop, and the guy's like trying to instigate like race wars, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. James Franco, I would argue, is on the totem pole of Me Too stuff. Yeah, is on the lower end of that because, as far as I know, he wasn't accused of like outright sexually assaulting anybody or like raping anybody. He was just accused of like using his position of like uh, acting teacher and like in in sex scenes and stuff. Well, he was like. I'm not gonna get. Let's, no, you don't have to get it. We don't have to get into the weeds yeah. of that. But I mean, just <laughs> I had, like, a detail, spe- but I was like, yeah, generally we don't need to speaking, get into James it. Franco wasn't accused of like outright pinning somebody down yes. or doing something crazy like yeah. that. Still, it's just and, being inappropriate. With being his inappropriate. Class. And, yes, yeah. and and yet here he is at Cannes once again trying to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. And then we got Alec Baldwin. Um, and this one is the one that I think is perhaps the most controversial. Even though you could argue Kevin Spacey's more controversial, big picture, or Johnny Depp might be more controversial, big picture. Alec Baldwin is also trying to shop a movie right yeah. now with his producing partner. It's called False Awakenings. They created, they just recently created a production company they produ- together they as create, well. That's right. They launched a production company. Called and this Persona is, Entertainment. This is the, I think, the maybe the first, first movie of theirs that they're mm-hmm. trying to shop. Alec Baldwin stars in this movie called uh, False Awakenings. He plays like, it's like some kind of psychiatrist. People have yes. compared it to like a sixth sense sort of mm-hmm. thing. Where like I saw that, yeah. Right. Anyway, so here's the thing. With Alec Baldwin, that's the one that I'm going to take probably the most exception to, to be honest with you. And I think most people would agree that Alec Baldwin should not be, one, starring in a new movie this soon after the tragedy of him shooting and killing Felina Hutchins. It was an accident, obviously, but still he did it. That happened like what? Like in October? Like that happened like six months ago. I have a lot of thoughts, so you go for it. So it happened six months ago. Somebody died, mm-hmm. and in it, it, funny enough, at the time, Alec Baldwin was all torn up about it, and I'm not doubting that he is torn up about it, but at the time, there was an interview he did, like, shortly after the, the tragedy, where mm-hmm. he was in Delaware, he was being hounded by paparazzi. His wife was there with him. His yeah. wife was there with him, and he, he, he fielded their questions, and they asked him, like, do you think this, move, this movie is going to get made? Um, and he said, no, I don't think this movie's going to get made. I, I think it's dead in the water, essentially. No, no pun intended. That's, that's, yeah, that's crude. Anyway, whatever. Um, but then not only that, they also asked him at the time, uh, do, are you going to be working on any other stuff at the time? And he sort of downplayed. He didn't. I, I went back and listened to the sound again. And he was like, 
He didn't outright deny, like, no, I'm not going to work in anything. He sort of said, that's not important right now. It's not important right now. Well, he wasn't as forthcoming as he should have been because he actually was working on something. He was working on this film, and here he is at Cannes trying to, to sell the rights to this film and get it picked up. And his the, producing partner was also producer of one of the Rust producers yes, as well. Yes, this producing partner of his was was working on Rust as well. And it, funny enough, speaking of Rust, uh, the movie where Helena Hutchins died, mm-hmm. um, the producing partner is quoted by THR as saying they he thinks this film is going to get made. He said, we're confident we'll be able to complete the movie. But right. then... He backtracked the next day. He did backpedal. Seeming to like totally like, oh, wait, never mind. Right, because Hollywood Reporter published his comments yeah. as they were, and it sounded very sure of himself. Like we're com- he said we're, we're confident. He said we're confident Quote, we're going we're gonna to get back to yeah. Rust, and we're going to finish Rust and complete that movie, which seems to contradict what Alec Baldwin said back in October to the paparazzi saying, nope, you know, Rust mm-hmm. is done. We're not going to think it's done or whatever. Um and then he, you're right. He backpedaled. The producing partner of Alec Baldwin backpedaled. I was just being optimistic. That's I'm, not an actual plan. Right. It's don't like, quote me. It's like, just hope. I'm right. like, is it though? Anyway, so with so not so this this feels like a slap in the face on a multiple fronts. One on the Rust front because here's the producing partner saying we are going to finish this film. Many people feel like it's inappropriate for them to ever revisit that film ever again because hundred percent. And, and and frankly, it is. I agree. It is, it is inappropriate. They should Can not you imagine being. Um, Helena's family right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure her husband is. He's he's irate for a number of reasons, obviously. Yeah. But to hear this, and not only that, but to see Alec Baldwin trying to shop a new film already, it, already trying to turn the and page. And if he goes to Cannes, yeah, I, I, he, we'll see if he shows up or yeah. not. But like the fact that his movie is being shopped and his name is on it, and Alec yeah. Baldwin's literally trying to turn the page and kind of get on with his yeah, life. So, Create a, a production company, like, hello. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Trying, he's trying to kind of move on, a la Travis Scott, kind of. It's kind of, they're sort of similar in a sense because people died in both instances. You know, tra- Travis Scott to his- They're his, different, but comparable. They're, they're, they're comparable. Yeah. Alec Baldwin was directly responsible mm-hmm. for the death of Helena Hutchins. Um, I just think it's it's disrespectful, frankly, to be trying to move on this soon, to already be kind of trying to shop your movie this soon. It's it's It feels callous. It feels- it feels shameless, really. You know what I mean? Or it, it, he should have shame. He's acting shameless, and it's like I said. Out of all the out of all the guys we listed, Kevin Spacey, James Franco, Johnny Depp, yeah, uh, Roman Roman Polanski's even potentially shopping a movie. That's that's the rumor too. Yeah. Out of all those guys, and all these people have allegedly done terrible things. I'm more, I'm cringing and perhaps a little more angry about Alec Baldwin the most. Like dog, like. Sit it out for a year. Like, come on. Like, you literally well, killed think, a woman six months ago. What are you doing? Yes. And something that I, that really seemed like almost like confusing to me. I was like, I don't understand this. Because obviously Alec was saying, you know, he kind of, when he was asked about, are going to go back to acting and do more projects? He kind of, like you said, like kind of beat around the bush and right. really answer. Sort of downplayed it. Yeah. Downplayed it. But Hilaria. So we write a lot about Hilaria too, Fab mm. specifically. You guys do too. But we write a lot about her. Um, And I remember she wrote, it was like an interview with the New York Post. And it was like in late late October, you know, when they were doing so many interviews and things like that. Right. And she literally said she was so worried that Alec Baldwin, that Alec Baldwin, Baldwin was going to have um, PTSD because she was so concerned about the the repercussions in his oh, mental health. And I, okay, so anyway, this, go on, listen I'm just going to, gonna, quick note, Yeah. I um, have struggled with mental health, health issues. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. I am not one to judge someone's mental health. Right. However... She said, even was asked, do you think Alec will return to acting? And she goes, I'm not sure. Like, he's just really needs to work on his mental health right now. Sounds pretty coy. So she says that she makes it seem like he's so tore up 
and he's can barely like almost I mean not she didn't say he couldn't leave the house but she seems like it's just like oh he can't he might even go back to work like right. he's just so shaken up and then cut to so a few months later mm-hmm. now he's you know his new production company he's shopping a film at can like yep. the biggest film festival it's just like he's doing a lot that is not add up even if like you know, i don't and by know the, by the way i don't mean to interrupt you but oh, real quick fine. we should make we should make a note of this he has not been cleared in the criminal no, the investigation. investigation's still going and he's been sued for wrongful death so he's yeah. in the middle of a lawsuit he hasn't been cleared in this investigation but go on for your point like oh, it's, the last yeah. point what i was going to say was i mean i don't know much about ptsd specifically but i like if he did have ptsd i feel like this just seems awfully fast it does like it to be like oh i'm better now i'm good sorry i sorry that who woman, wants to buy my movie yeah, sorry the movie the woman died but let's just get the movie going who now. who wants to buy my new yes. movie hey 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 step and, right up and the other thing is like when it comes to all of these stars yeah together i mean alec baldwin i agree is like Perhaps kind of the most egregious. It, yes, yeah, it's maybe. not. It's not a Me Too thing, but right. I think there's like several factors that factors at play when it comes to them wanting to um, become uncanceled or like come back into Hollywood. Right. Obviously, the main thing is it depends on like what they were accused of, right. or um, convicted of, or you know found innocent. They didn't weren't found guilty of. Right. Um, other thing is how they. I think how they react publicly, like do they deny, deny, deny? Do mm. they hold? Do they um, take responsibility? Are they right. holding themselves accountable? I think that's a big thing. And another thing is that's a huge thing is the court of public opinion. Right. Even if they get this movie bought, who says people are going to want to go see it? That's right. And and a lot of and yeah. for a lot of these, a lot of the, a lot of the actors and including Alec Baldwin, it's like, well, I don't want to see a movie that James Franco's in. I don't want to see a movie that that Alec Baldwin's in, that he's making when this investigation's not even concluded. You're right. Like even you if, want people to actually see your film. Correct. Even if even if all of these guys get their movies purchased exactly. and, and somebody buys the rights to distribute it, etc. Or even let's just even assume uh cuz honestly I think whoever buys these I think these films will be bought. But they're not going to be bought by any not major like studio. Wide, yeah. They're not going to be bought by mainstream companies or or, or huge studios. I would be or anything. shocked. They're going if to be picked happens. up by yeah. like independent uh, production companies or distributing companies mm-hmm. or even foreign uh, companies. You know what I mean? Yeah. That might have get that might get the rights. But even even let's just assume, um, you know, Warner picks up the rights to one of these movies. Yeah. Like Warner wants to distribute it, massive release. <laughs> You're right. Even if somebody picks up the rights and wants to sell it and and screen it on your behalf or whatever. That doesn't mean people are going to come and see yeah. it. You know what I mean? So I, I agree that, you know, depending on like how they might have reacted. So, but let me ask you this. With all that said, who do you think has the best chance at getting, let's just assume all their movies get purchased. Who has the best chance of maybe kind of sort of coming back, if you will? Who has the, who, who has the most grace or the most goodwill on their side to potentially cross over, get back? back into the mainstream, back into the public's good graces again, who do you think has the best shot? You know, I have, I have an interesting answer, but I want to hear yours first. I need a moment, I need a moment to think. All right, so let, first. let me go first then. So I'm, I'm like, I'm the wheels are churning. So but this I, I one, go ahead. I, this is a bit of a controversial take, but I, I'll stick by it. So I actually think out of all these guys, maybe Johnny, maybe Johnny Depp has that's the best shot because what I, mean, I was that's, kind that's, of that's leaning sort of the, toward. The, let's, let's exclude Johnny Depp. Yeah, because like, he's too. He, everybody loves him. He, he clearly has a fan base. I'm going to bring that up later too. So let's just, yes. Let's so take him out. Johnny Depp out. And Polanski. And Polanski, I suppose too. I mean, out of, let's just say Alec Baldwin, James Franco, and Kevin Spacey, even though Kev, uh, James Franco has maybe committed the less sin out of all of them potentially, I would argue that Kevin Spacey has a better chance at maybe getting the, the the movie actually purchased and for it to actually be seen and received well. You know what I mean? Because, look, to be real, like, yes, Kevin Spacey has been accused of some horrific stuff. You know what I mean? Disgusting. Like, Dis- children dis- involved. Disgusting stuff, for yeah. sure. 
With that said, I'm somebody who can separate the art from the artist, and okay. Kevin Spacey is a fantastic artist. He is a fantastic actor, has been for, for decades, okay? Like, Kevin Spacey is good. He's a great actor, and I think, like, these movies, especially the one where, where you're playing to plays like The Hitman, sort of, or whatever, the Mongolian one, I don't know, that sounds, that already sounds weird. I'm not really interested no, in that. that. sounds bizarre. But the other one sounds kind of interesting, and knowing Kevin Spacey and his acting chops, and if he has a good script, I mean, I've seen a lot of his movies, I don't know. Like, if the movie's good, the movie's good. And if he acts well, he acts well. Like, the, the real world, his real world and real life have nothing to do with that. I can I can compartmentalize. I can separate the two. And I think because Kevin Spacey is such a good actor and, and can really put on a good performance, I feel like his movie would probably have a better chance you know, at actually being received by the public and actually getting, like, good reviews, et cetera. I, think, I don't know. That's kind of my, that's my take on that. Okay, so I agree that I think out of those... Um, those options that we said i think it would be spacey however i think it's too soon for spacey yeah it was it's like 2017 2018 yeah but yeah the thing is though like again i i, I kind of said this already he's been cleared both criminally and civilly already but do you think like regular people like are gonna go like i mean because okay let me backtrack you say you're able to separate the art from the artist yes not everyone can do that right it's not i mean it's difficult especially if someone especially for like for a species specifically like the LGBTQ community, it'd probably be really hard for some of them because of like the allegations. I mean, yes, he was cleared, but I feel like like well, is it, Kevin Spacey himself is part of the LGBT community, right? Like I think he like he's gay for sure. But I don't think I, I, I forgot exactly, but I'm pretty sure like he never was. I don't think he was out. I think it was then he it was. That yeah, came, he, he came, came out, out trying to kind was, of explain it away. Yes. After he, he is part of the LGBT he community. Is now. So, I mean, yeah, like they. Yeah, I, I understand your point. Do you get though. what I mean? I understand yeah. your point. Yeah, because of uh, Anthony Rapp and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I just feel like, and whether people actually flock to go see it or not, probably not. But like, as far as like the out of the group, the, I as think. far as the quality of the movie, I think Kevin Spacey can even at this point can still turn out a James quality Franco's movie. Like, like he's whatever. a he's, he's, a. he's whatever. Right, he's yeah. hit or miss, hit or yeah. miss. Yeah, uh, and Alec, some, yeah, and Alec Baldwin again. I mean, I'm I'm gonna. I feel bad because I feel like I'm kind of shitting on Alec Baldwin, but I'm I'm more angry about Alec Baldwin because there is too many inconsistencies, and when it comes to Baldwin, like you know, he seems one thing, like he right. seems like he's so like torn up torn, about it yes. and then it's like oh i'm fine it's like it, right. doesn't, it doesn't add up and there's probably more to the story and this investigation i don't know how long they usually last this seems like very like it's taking a long time it's taking a long time um and we'll see what comes of it like i said he hasn't been cleared but one other point i wanted to make about alec baldwin we actually spoke to one of the actors on the film uh, oh, rust yeah. uh his name is ian and um he doesn't think that rust should continue without Helena Hutchins. And Alec Baldwin himself said that, that he yeah. shouldn't continue. But let's actually hear Ian. He talks about Helena. Let's hear what he had to say. I think that's up to Joel and the rest of the creators. Um, I really feel like Helena Hutchins was, you know, a huge part of this production. She was a lot of the vision behind the scenes that they were shooting and she and Joel were, you know, magnificent together. They, they worked like, you know, two hands from the same body. So there's Ian right there explaining why it would be inappropriate or just feel wrong to move on and, and complete this movie without her because he's right. She was the cinematographer. It has her, her film prints all over it, her camera shots, her angles, 
or lighting. And this everything. tragedy is is on there as well. Yeah, like it's just one of those dark clouds that you'll never be able to get rid mm -hmm. of. So in my opinion, it's one of those things that you should certainly sweep under the rug and not under the rug, but just kind of put it in the shelf, move on, even though kind of I, 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 I kind of maybe hold back on that a little like bit. Like her legacy. Well, because yeah. they finished The Crow, which is like a similar sort of thing mm -hmm. that happened. They literally finished The Crow. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose you could, but like all things considered, especially maybe the climate more than anything, because the 90s was a different time. Totally. The climate now, I think you, just, you should move on. But the fact that Alec Baldwin's already... He's already, he already has moved on apparently, so whatever. We'll uh, we'll leave him be see and see, see if anybody wants to buy his movie. Anyway, that's a good chance for us to move on. Speaking to of our moving next on, uh, yes, uh, casting the light. Yeah, so our casting light's a little different this week. Yes. Um, so we're talking about casting in the sense of like um, a verb, I guess, and when it comes to um, what the Star Wars future will be. Yes. So. Um, earlier this week, Vanity Fair had this epic Star Wars cover story and feature. Right. It was incredible. The photos, it was awesome. There mm. were so many great tidbits about the past, present, and future of the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, so many great secrets in there. Highly recommend um, checking that out. So one of the several takeaways and um, trending um, topics. topics from the um, feature was Lucasfilm head and producer Kathleen Kennedy she made she, a she's comment. The, she's the president, I think. Yeah, that's what I meant by head. Yeah. yeah, she's head and a producer. She's a producer on all the films, but okay. she's but she's president. She's the president. And for those people that don't know, Lucasfilm was owned by Disney. I feel like most people know that, yeah. but I, just in case people don't know that, it is. Yep. Um. So, she made a comment about, um, Solo: A Star Wars Story, which is the 2018 um Han Solo um standalone film. Yes. Which starred Alden. Aaron Reich as yep. a young Han Solo, of course, the and character then, was originated by Harrison Ford. Yeah. And then Donald Glover played a young Lando Calrissian, which yes. the role was originated by Billy D. Billy D. Williams. Yes. And she basically said, because of Solo, a Star Wars story, which was considered a bomb when it comes to Star Wars films. I mean, it was it, it, it was the least, least it performed the least well did. out of all the Star Wars. It movies. did. So it, it, did. It, it technically was a bomb. It Star, was a bomb. In the world of Star Wars. In the world, Wars. It, like, that's what I meant. In the world right. of Star Wars, it was a bomb, but in other films, it probably wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, general box office, it yeah. did fine. It was okay, yeah. yeah. So she said that because of that film, and how it performed in the box office in relation to other Star Wars films. And she also kind of made it seem like not only how it performed, but how it was like perceived by yes, the fan base. Which is, we'll get to that. Didn't but really continue, make sense. please. I didn't mean so, to interrupt. No, it was fine. So she said that because of that film, mm -hmm. they, no, Lucasfilm is no longer should and will not recast original characters with new actors. Right. Which is what they did there. This was like a bit of a prequel kind of thing to, to, yeah. to Han's story, if exactly. you will. Exactly. And obviously Harrison Ford is super old and, yeah. you know, like you can't, and Billy Crystal is super old, like you can't get these guys to play the same character. So they re, they recast them as the young versions of mm -hmm. themselves with Donald Glover and Alden. And um, and yeah, she's basically, and by the way, the, the article, the Vanity Fair article that you're citing, it starts off with this. It starts off talking about the Solo movie and saying, yeah, because Solo was so crappy, essentially, we're never going to cast our original characters with new actors. And it got, it pissed off So she said, her exact so quote bad. is short. We'll say it real quick. So she said, there should be moments along the way when you learn things. Now it does seem so abundantly clear that we can't do that. Yes. So she, fans were pissed. And they interpreted, they as I would interpret it, that she was going after the actors specifically. And honestly, it, it does come off as a bit of a shot. If you, I mean, without, because the, the article doesn't offer more context. It doesn't. There's no more of a quote from her. No. Because if, if, if part of her quote would have been like, oh, by the way, the actors were great. But exactly. Just, but she didn't do that. And they didn't quote her saying that. And the article didn't elaborate more. So it totally seems like they were, she was throwing 
the new actors under the bus. And, and people were fiercely people defending them. People were so mad because yeah. I saw the film when it came out. I haven't seen it since. It was a little blurry and how much I remember of it. But I enjoyed it. Was my favorite Star Wars film? No. Right. The actors were great. Oh, they mm. were the best part of it. I, I think, haven't seen the movie, so I can't really I think weigh that in that Alden myself. had the good, like, Harrison Ford kind of so Han had, Solo vibe, kind of like yeah. I felt that the essence was there. I'm not like I mean I'll mention this later. I'm like kind of like a bandwagon Star Wars fan, so I'm not like a diehard. Um, right. But I feel like if the diehard fans were okay with it, then that's a stamp of approval that you need. Yeah, and like 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 we say, I mean, people were defending them on Twitter. They were yes. saying that the actors they were, were going after Kathleen Kennedy. They were going Kennedy. after Kathleen Kennedy, and they were basically saying. Why are you blaming the actors? There was a that lot. Wasn't there, the there, issue. there were a lot of issues with that movie. Like the script was kind of not, not great. The and directors, got, um, the directors got swapped, swapped around. There was two yes. directors. Then Ron Howard came over. The movie was uh, getting delayed constantly. Yes, and yes. the big reshoots. Thing, the big yeah research reshoots. And one of the big things that I didn't know is that it was released a month before Avengers: Infinity War. I thought it was was it. A, before or after? It was, it was. I think it was before, and then, it, or maybe it was after. It was in, within a month. Right. And then it was on the same day as Deadpool 2. Yeah. So I'm so, like, what do you expect, box office? And by the way, Deadpool belongs to Disney as well. Yes. So it's like, what are you guys doing? So, yes. You, like, you they, literally set it, set it up for fail. not for fail to yeah, the box office. 100%. So, why are so, you blaming the actors? That's exa- And that's the thing. Maybe Kathleen Kennedy didn't mean to throw like the actors under the bus, but she sort of did by just making this quote without any more context. Um, but here's the thing. It, it, even, despite all that, and even as if, even if they were great, I'm sure they yeah. were great. I'm actually going to agree with her and okay. s- say that they should not recast uh, new actors with their original characters. And I, I think that's it because there these characters like Luke Skywalker or like Obi Wan Kenobi, as we're seeing with the new show. Yeah. Um, you, you well, can't... technically he's a younger actor. You're right. He's a younger actor. He can still get away with it. But it like, was in the prequel series. But like yeah. yes, but like even with Solo, like I'm not gonna lie. Like when they first announced Solo was happening, and like I, I like I was I would I kind of saw like the new actor. I was like, yeah, no, you're not. You're not Harrison Ford esque at all. Mm-hmm. And may, maybe in the in the film he channeled it channeled yeah, it's been it a better. While, but from what I remember, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, but from I just from the from the trailer I saw and from like the stills that I saw, I was like, yeah, no, okay, this is so, not. So this me, doesn't work. So for let me, me ask you this. Let me give an example. So in the Mandalorian, obviously huge fan. Um, in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. in this, I think it was end of season two. In they have a Luke Sky, a young Luke Skywalker, but it's Mark Hamill, but it's like a younger kid, but it's like his face CGI. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have a young person's body, but they they CGI'd Mark Hamill's face to make him. So younger. you think that's better than having a younger actor do that for for cameos? That's fine for cameo because that was a cameo role where he came in and like. Well, yeah, and he's like in the book of Boba Fett too, but I think um, I haven't watched that yet. But okay, but you think that's. It depends. If it's limited, it's fine. It, like, like that was a limited. That was like just a one-off scene. That was fine. But like, if they're going to do extended scenes, okay, no, that's not going to work for me. And, so you think so, it's better to have the CGI like what they did? Yeah, like, like I said, for cameo stuff like that, it's fine. But if you're going, if you're planning to bring Luke Skywalker back into the storyline again, and to, and to feature him heavily as like a main character again. You got to go in a different direction. You have to find a new storyline, and that's what that's what they're trying to do here with Star Wars. They're trying to like map out the next like the next five movies. Yeah, Taika, Ryan right. Johnson, they, all these films. Yeah, and they're, 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 and shows they're and... laying out the map right now, but like, and they're trying to get away from the Skywalker storyline in general because they know all these stars are super old and or deceased, like Carrie yeah. Fisher. You know, so um, so I think that's I think that's what Kathleen Kennedy was kind of trying to say. Like, we're trying to kind of like leave the Skywalker legacy behind because frankly, we know those actors are old. And, it, and I think what she sort of meant was that when we tried doing the solo film and kind of like recapturing those characters again, 
maybe it didn't work so well because I, I would argue, and I think she's right, if this is in fact what she's saying, those characters are so iconic to have someone else do it again. It feels like a cheap version. It feels like a like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's just like it feels a like, a, like a knockoff. Yes, yeah. it feels like derivative. It's not it's not the original. And as much as you might try to capture the original, it's just not going to work. See, I was just you know. I agree with you because I first was like, I'm like, wait, 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 I'm confused. I mean, I was like, at first I was like, oh, I'm against what, what he's saying. But then I, but now I do get what you're saying. Cause I was thinking of it. I was coming from it, from the point of view of like appearances in one sense. Mm. Cause I'm like an actor can act. They can like somewhat get the essence. But right. cause I was thinking of the Luke Skywalker thing in the Mandalorian. I'm like, that CGI was terrible. Why didn't they get someone like, right. like Sebastian Stan, who they've talked about, they've talked about in interviews, how he's like, looks so much like Mark Hamill. And they've like mm. talked about that. Like he would be perfect. People have always, people have said that. Right. They put side by sides. Anyways. However, now I think about it mm-hmm. and I love Sebastian Stan, uh-huh. but if they did another Luke Skywalker film, which again, they shouldn't, and it doesn't seem like they would. No, they definitely don't need it. Yeah, back. They don't need it. No. Um, I would probably be a little like, You'd be no. turned off by it a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. So now, yeah. now you can now because I'm like turn the tables here. Yeah. You would be con- the whole time instead of just like watching it and absorbing the story and absorbing what's happening, you would just be like, oh, "You don't really look like Luke." <laughs> you, that's, you'd be obsessed with that the entire yeah. time. So I think that's kind of what she's getting at. Um, and by the way, she is she is following Star Wars at large is following through on this on this principle of theirs because they got Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader for the new yeah. Obi-Wan show, which is just, is it premiering this week, I think? Um, or? Next week. Next week. Okay, so yeah, Hayden is back. That's a big deal. And, you know, Ewan McGregor is back, like, for as Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. And I get it, you're right. They're they're younger actors. So but they, it's a different. They're, it's yeah, different, yeah. so they can get away with it. But but yeah, there they are. These guys, they're bringing them back. They're not recasting anybody. No. You know what I mean? They yeah. could have recast if they wanted to, that but they didn't. That would be terrible. Um, and by the way, speaking of Hayden, we he, we have some sound of him talking about coming back to the Darth Vader role in general mm-hmm. and what, what that Reprising means for Reprising his role. Reprising his role. And uh, let's just hear what he had to say about it real quick. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of what's really sort of interesting about coming back now after all of this time um, is, is 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 just sort of being in a different place in my life and and having sort of a, a new perspective on my work um, uh, and and coming back to a character that I've already played before uh, after all this time. It's it's just like an interesting exercise in my craft. So, <laughs> so there's Hayden. Uh, he did that interview with the Cutaway with uh, William Mullaly, mm-hmm. who's like an independent film journalist, etc. Um, but yeah, he's basically saying it, it's interesting to come back and play this character after being away for so long. I'm at a, I'm at a different point in my life as an actor. Darth Vader's obviously at a different point in his life within within the world of Star Wars yeah. because this is after it's ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Yes, and this is yeah, this is like before A New Hope, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like in that between period when Darth Vader's kind of going around hunting Jedi and stuff, and looking for Obi Wan, looking and, for Obi Wan. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that. But yeah, I mean to kind of get back to Kathleen's point here, I mean I I I feel like what people are angry about is the fact that she she essentially it sounded like she was sort of saying. Donald Glover sucked and Alden sucked. She shouldn't and they, have brought up the example. I feel like she just should have said. She should have said it generally. Yes. Because you're right. Because her kind of specifically honing in on Solo, yeah. it felt like she was throwing all the actors and that whole movie under the bus and yeah. saying that was a disaster. We're never going to do that piece of shit again. That's that's kind of how it and came. And it's still off. trending. And it, that came out like two days ago. It's yeah, still trending Kathleen on Twitter. Kennedy is still trending on Twitter. <laughs> um, but I don't think that's. I don't think she meant it to be like as a, a, a pure shot. It came you know out what I mean? wrong. It came out wrong, and the article didn't do a good job of kind of hedging it for her. Yeah. But. It is what it is. It happens. Um, anyway, we'll go ahead and move on from that, and we will get to the Hollywood hoedown. Oh, 
shit. Here we go. Here anyway, we go. <laughs> um, and this one is about, speaking of Johnny Depp, uh, we're going to once again talk about Amber Heard. We're going to do it quickly, but we kind of have to revisit this because the Aquaman thing. Which we brought up. Which we, we talked about ago. like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. was once again addressed by Amber Heard and not just addressed, but confirmed by Amber Heard. Remember, the, the initial report or the rumor, if you will, was that in the latest cut of Aquaman 2, Amber Heard reportedly has less than 10 minutes of screen mm-hmm. time. Now, as to what, how, you know, where that is in the movie and how they use it, who knows? It could be spaced or just yeah. in, in whatever throughout. But in any case, she confirmed on the witness stand, I think yesterday or maybe a couple days ago, um, that yes, her role has been significantly reduced. And she basically said that the, the producers of this movie did not want me in this film. Um, we actually have some sound of Amber talking about it. Let's, let's listen to that. I um, was given a script and then given new versions of the script uh, that had taken away scenes that the that that had action in it that had that depicted um, my character and uh, and another character uh, without giving any spoilers away. You know, they, they're two characters fighting with one another and. They they basically took a bunch out of my role. They didn't, yeah, they just removed a bunch out. So there's Amber literally confirming that, yes, she, she got one script, she got another version of a script, less screen time, yep. less fight sequences, um, and she attributes this to what's been going on between her and, and Johnny Depp. So even though people say Johnny Depp's career has been tanked because of all these Amber Heard allegations, here she is on the witness stand saying my career has also sort of been tanked because Aquaman was the biggest thing that had come her way in, in her entire mm-hmm. career. And now it seems like even in the sequel, which she is featured in, that has been stripped away significantly. Yeah. Interestingly enough, what she's saying on the on the witness stand here about the producers didn't really want me in that. They, they really she had she claimed that she had to like fight to stay in the movie. She said that she did say yeah. that. You're right. And that directly contradicts what Peter Safran said last summer. Uh, Peter Safran is one of the big producers on Aquaman 2. Mm-hmm. And last July, he was on this podcast with Deadline. I think it's called um, Hero uh, Hero Nation or something yeah, like that. Hero Nation. That was it. Hero Nation with Deadline. And the they were asking him, hey, because all, all this Justice for Johnny stuff was even clamped. It was going on back then at the time. Yeah. Right. And they, they they were aware of it. And they said, hey, Peter, in light of all these fer- these these um, these fierce Johnny Depp defenders calling for Amber Heard to be replaced in the film, mm-hmm. there's a petition going around, et cetera. It's still going, up. It's still going at this point. <laughs> they asked Peter, "Hey, what do you make of all this? Are you mm-hmm. guys are you guys letting it affect your decisions?" Peter said, "No. In fact, he, let, let's actually listen to him because he says it a lot better than I can." Because you know, you know, I think you, you got to do what you feel is best for the movie. And you know, we felt Jay, we felt that if it's James Wan and Jason Momoa, it should be Amber Heard, and that's that's really what it was. So I mean, listen, you know, one is not unaware of what's going on in the you know uh, Twitterverse, uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to react to it or take it as gospel or you know or accede to their wishes. Um, you know, you have to do what you feel is right for for the film, and that's that's really where we landed on it. So there's Peter basically saying. We drowned out the noise. We weren't listening to the Johnny Depp defenders. We're not. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take. We're not gonna do uh, essentially heed to their demands of replacing Amber. We're gonna stick by Amber. Amber Heard is our girl. She's our Mira. We're gonna have her in the film. Definitely not and what she said. No, it's not what she said at all. And in fact, no. I, I'm. I'm sure when the movie comes out, it's going to confirm her account. It's probably going to confirm her account in the sense that 
uh, Amber Heard is barely going to be in that movie. It sounds like mm-hmm. she's going to have a very minimal role, just big picture. Um, so Peter Safran, I, you know, I'm not saying he's lying per se, but I, I, I would argue that he probably wasn't being as forthright or maybe, maybe, maybe at the time he was speaking on, on the current condition of things. I was going to say that. I wonder if he'd say the same thing like probably, now. probably would not say the yeah. same thing now because that was last July. So things have developed and changed. Mm-hmm. It's been almost a year since he had that yeah. interview. Um, but yeah, I, I would argue even then he might've been bullshitting a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, he'd be like, Oh no, Amber Heard's our girl. No, yeah, no, no. no. I, I, even then we feel like you probably might've been like, you guys, let's, let's kind of tuck Amber away a little yeah. bit. Let's, let's kind of downplay her. So anyway, Amber Heard career. We're going to have more yeah, coming well, yeah, for that. Yeah, that'll um, be, we'll see what that, that trial yields because it, it's probably going to gonna end up being zero, zero, I imagine, because there's just been so many allegations on both sides. But it's just insane. It's a, it, that's a perfect word for it. It's, yeah. It's I have no other words to describe no, it. No, it's nutty. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to our next segment, which is what'd you see? What'd you think? And this one I'm very excited about. Me too. Um, do you, uh, what did you see this weekend? Okay. And yeah, you go first. Okay, are you sure? Yes. Okay. So the past week, weekend, um, I watched several movies. I okay. didn't see any in theaters. They were all, um, well, one of them was new, but the other ones were um, older. So first thing I watched was that <laughs> yeah, Rebel Wilson Netflix comedy, Senior mm, Year. The Netflix one, yes. The Netflix one. Okay. Um, it was, I mean, is it this, was... Is this Skinny Rebel? I'm sorry, that's, that's super mean. I should okay. say that. Ah, that's no, no, too no, no, mean. No, no, Damn no. it. No, no, All right, no, no. whatever. It's okay, whatever. because I was going to point that out. So this is the first film that I've seen her in uh-huh. since she lost weight. Okay. And I I was like, oh, should I even mention... Because I first was like, oh, should I mention that on the podcast? But it is an observation, and she yes. was open about it. And so she's it's, been it's very not... proud to have she lost is. weight. She right, is. Right, right. And she looks great, by the way. I think she's beautiful before, beautiful now. Well, anyway, go on. Oh, my God. I'm just... Whatever, but go on. She looks great now. But honestly, well, you know, I feel like some of her like humor, like in Pitch Perfect, had to do when she was called Fat Amy Pitch Perfect. Yes. But like, so that was a lot of her humor had to right. do with Fat how she humor. looked exactly. Right. So I was interested to see her in a different setting. Mm-hmm. And how was it? She was she was the best part of the movie. Wow. Yeah. I mean, was she was she playing an Aussie in the movie or no? Was she playing an American? She was playing an Aussie. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen her play an American. I think about it. And Bridesmaids was her character American. Uh, no. I can't. I think that one had an accent Aussie as well. Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she plays an Aussie. Um. So it's really the the whole uh, plot's cute, and um, it's basically like she goes this this young girl is a, teen, a teenager. She's on the cheer team. She becomes right. popular, and then she does like this cheer stunt. And she's in a coma for like thirty years and wakes up, and she's like in her or like twenty years. She wakes up and she's like in a thirty year old oh, woman. Oh, so it's like and, thir- is it like thirteen going on thirty sort of kind of. But like so okay. she goes back to school. She doesn't turn back to herself or anything. Right, like thirty right, going thirty. Right, right. But yeah, so now she's like or like Freaky Friday, almost. kind of like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, now yeah. she like goes back to school mm-hmm. and everything's different because you know when she was younger, you know it was all about like popularity and this, and then when she goes to school, Jocks it's, all about, and it's stuff. all about like inclusivity and. And right. like so yeah, it's yeah. it's it's funny. Like I thought it was that part, the whole pre- the whole plot was interesting. The writing was kind of corny. Sure. The movie was pretty cheesy, but it was what I was expecting and Rebel sure, was sure. funny. It was cute. It was okay. what I wanted for the for what I expected out of the film. And it, okay. it was, yeah. That sounds fun. Other thing I watched was um one of my comfort films. If I think that everyone should have a good library of comfort films sure. for whatever. So I watched Crazy Rich Asians, which I've seen a bazillion times. Okay. One of my faves. Um, but the main thing that I watched was mm-hmm. I rewatched um the Star Wars prequels, which we kind of touched upon a little bit. I watched yeah. episode one, Phantom Menace. I watched Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith to prepare way, the, for Obi-Wan. The prequels yeah. get, they don't they don't get nearly enough love in my opinion. Okay. I, so, I mean, not to go off too much on a tangent, but like people like hate on the prequels a lot. So it's very interesting. Episode one's amazing. Jar Jar Binks is amazing. Like why okay. do people hate this guy so much? I don't understand this. <laughs> so, He's a fine character. He's funny. So He's, I was, anyway, go I on. I was going to mention that. So well, I actually 
I still think the first one's kind of meh. Okay. Um, it's like too political and like kind of confusing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah uh, you're right. For like it's compared dry. to the other it, it's one. It's relatively dry yeah. for sure. So, um, and I should mention that I'm like a bandwagon Star, Star Wars fan. I think I started watching it like when The Force Awakens came out and then I started watching all of them. I did, I did the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. then I started getting into them and then, you know, obsessed with The Mandalorian, obviously. Right, 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 right. Uh, as my shirt uh, shows. But so I rewatched the prequel series again. I've seen them a few times. Um. I still thought the first one was kind of mad, like I mentioned. Uh-huh. Second one's more interesting. Love the love story. And it kind of and it really sets up episode three. Mm-hmm. By far the best is Revenge of the Sith. For sure. I enjoy that movie. It's dramatic. It's it action-packed. It's a bit of a tragedy. You know, you know Anakin's gonna go bad and you just right. like want it not to happen, but right. you know it's and it gonna keeps happen. On happening. And, and the I, part I, when he that always gets me, sorry, um, the part that always gets me, and like I was bringing this up to one of my coworkers, uh-huh. is the part when like when he kills the kids, the young Jedi. Oh my god! That part is just it's, the, it's the little boy is like, Mister Scott, what are we gonna do? And then he's like, and he's like that's a terrible lightsaber noise, but yeah, and then he just kills all the kids. I can't believe um, we're laughing so much about I, kids being killed. No, but yes, it's it's but that dark. Part's like dark. It's hella and, like, dark. I'm like, how is this PG-13? Kids are getting murdered. Right. You know? Um, that's, you know, that's when he goes full Vader at that's that point, like, That's like when it hits, starts to get that point. And then He's that's already, when, like, evil That's that, where, like, Padme's yeah. like, killing younglings. Like, what are you doing? Like, right, you're breaking right. my heart. Yeah. So I, and you brought this up. So the prequels, even though I didn't watch them when they first came out, because it was, like, you didn't see them when they first came out. When that you was were in a like kid? The t- no, I didn't watch them when I was a kid. I watched them when I was a My, kid. My like neighbor boys because those were like big like there was like two thousands. Yeah, but I, didn't, I was a kid. I didn't, so, I, so I didn't watch them when I was uh, when I was younger. I didn't start again. I didn't start watching them until like First Awakens came. Right, out. I watched right, all right, of them. Right. The original prequel, the regional series, the prequel series, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the sequels. Right. So I was one I had heard about, especially now how Hayden um, Christensen mm-hmm. and so many of the. The and the films in general got so much like people hated them like they were just ripped in like the raw tomato scores like weren't that bad I was expecting right. it to be like three percent because people like act like they were these horrible films right yeah the CGI was corny but for the time it was great it was it was cool and and honestly I think his character I think he's great I think so too I mean look the Star Wars fan base they're they're an they're an interesting bunch just to say the least they're very. They're very. Uh, I mean, just look at what lo- happened. They're loyalists. Just Some of them are ha- purists. Yes. Like, I mean, there's a lot of that type of like. It's like it's like there's different subcultures of Star Wars and stuff like that. But, I mean, you yeah, think of like, like what happened to like John Boyega, Kelly Marie Tran, like yes. um, even um, Daisy Ridley was like off they social can, media for a long time. The, they, the star, they can be ruthless. Yes, and for so sure. I am so happy that Hayden Christensen, despite all of the heat and the crap he got in the past, right. is being welcomed with open arms. Yes. And I even saw this TikTok of this guy, and it was so funny, and all the comments were saying the same thing. This guy was like, if I see anyone giving any mean comments to this man, right, any of these men right here, I'm, and he pulled the comments like, throw hands, like, we're going to be pissed. Yeah, by the like, way, what, is, what has Hayden Christensen been doing the past, like, decade? It's been a while. I he said, I looked at his IMDb, uh-huh. he's been doing, like, small films, small fil- kind of okay. like beat Well, films. I'm glad he's back and yeah. getting work. Like, good for him. And... I'm and ho- and hopefully it. we can get justice for Jar Jar Binks too. Let's get yes. Jar Jar Binks. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. People hate Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I, I mean, not I, I a like, big fan. I like but... Jar Jar Binks. He's funny. So, what did you watch? Oh man, what what did I watch? I watched a lot of movies too. Um, so I the mo- I did. We see- had a lazy weekend apparently. It was a lazy weekend, but uh, <laughs> so I Firestarter came out this past week, and the, oh, yeah. the new rebooted Firestarter came out. Uh, I just saw it last night. I didn't go to the theaters to go watch it because it was streaming on Peacock. I was like, screw it, I'll just stream this on Peacock. Uh, it got terrible Rotten Tomato scores. That's why I was like, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, including audiences, have said it was terrible. I'm here to tell you, it was not that bad. Really? It was not that bad. Zac Efron did pretty damn well. 
As I like think the, Zac Efron's so underrated. I just want to Zac point Efron that out. is underrated Sorry, for continue. sure. Uh, he's he kind of has the high school musical, high school musical, pretty boy thing yeah. with him forever. But he's he was pretty solid. Yeah, the movie itself was okay. I didn't really like the way it ended. It ended very abruptly. The movie oh, was like literally not a, a clean ninety minutes. It's like God damn, that's short, especially nowadays. Yes, and I also like I also went hours. ahead because I knew I was going to watch Firestarter at some point this week. I this weekend I watched the original Firestarter. Um, with Drew Barrymore. Yes, Drew Barrymore. Of course. Why am I forgetting her name? Yes, with Drew Barrymore when she was very young. I like the original a lot better. Um, I mean, first of all, the, the first the, the kid in the original is like a little kid, so that's what makes it even more terrifying that she's like because the, in the new one she's like a like a ten year old, eleven year old almost. It's so like how a, old was Drew Barrymore? Like Drew Barrymore was like six, maybe oh, like really six, young. Okay. six, maybe seven in the original. Yeah, and in the original. It kind of starts off with them, her and her dad, because they have like telekinetic powers. Yep. She has stronger powers because she can because she can make and control fire as well. But in the original, it starts off with them on the run, and it's like you're right in the thick of it. Oh wow! And then they get captured, and they start doing tests, and it's and then in the new one, I I appreciated the new one because they wanted to lay more of a backstory. So like, okay, okay how did they get here? Because in the first one, like I said, they throw you right into the plot. They're mm -hmm. already on the run. They're being hounded by federal agents who want to like capture them, etc. Um, and you go from there, but in the original, I'm mean, this new one. I'm excuse me. Um, they kind of introduce the mother because in the, in the in the first one, the mother's dead, and you and, and, and you yeah. you learn that it's because you know she killed her mom by accident. Oh my god! It's super dark. It's a very dark movie. And talking the, about killing kids, right? And killing moms. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dark, dark day. Yeah. Um, but for the new one, they introduce the mom. You kind of see more of her story. You see more of the backstory of kind of how all this came to be. Um, and then from there, it kind of follows the same sorts of beats. They get captured. They go to this lab. But then, then the new one, they really rushed the ending about like the capture and the girl comes essentially because in both movies, she ends up torching the entire place. She like destroys the buildings. She kills all the agents. Her dad in both movies ends up, ends up dying. Um, and in the, the original, the dad tells her in pretty dramatic terms, he's like, it's over. You got to run. Don't let him take you. I know I said, don't kill any, don't hurt any people, but break that rule, baby. Break that rule. Kill everybody. So in the original and in the new one, she does exactly that. She kills everybody. But in the new one, they really just they glossed over like she does all the kills really quickly and then it's over and that's it and then she gets she kind of gets rescued by some guy at the end it doesn't make any sense because in the original it's different but in the old one they actually they, they it was the old one felt more it was better paced and they took their time showing the destruction because like when you're gonna do a movie about fire and blowing shit up you want to you want to see it right you want to you want to like. And you want to draw think it out. That the newer one would yes, like the newer one with the special with, effects. With the now. newer one does have better effects. Actually, I'm going to take that back. It doesn't have better effects because in the old one it had practical effects, mm. and not only that, but they they drew out the practical effects. They drew those scenes out. They were longer. They they sulked in those scenes, those explosive scenes, which you want to see. It's a movie about Firestarter. You want to see that in yeah. the in the new one. Yeah, the graphics are there, or whatever, but they they quickly go over it. That's so, so that it was it was a bit of a waste so of effects. It was a wa in a, a waste of anyway. So. The new one was not nearly as bad yeah. as people say it was. Shout out Jack Zach Efron. He's a homie. He's he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, although he's like super short, apparently. I didn't. I was watching the movie. I didn't realize he's, he's like, like five seven. He's hella short. I mean, not, no offense to like guys that are five seven, like whatever. But like, that's kind of short. I'm like, damn, he's a you're, short king. You're yeah, you're like a Hollywood big shot, and you're like hella he's, short. Anyway, yeah. that's that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, go see Firestarter. It's it's okay. The original's better um, per usual. Um, what I really want to talk about what I saw was. Brad Pitt. I I have been on, on a Brad Pitt kick lately. Uh, and I'm going to continue because there's I just realized because I was kind of going through like my arsenal of movies. I've seen a lot. I was like, what? 
what haven't I seen? And like, I got to Brad Pitt and I, I thought I had seen a lot of Brad Pitt movies mm -hmm. and I, I've seen a fair amount, but then I kind of, cause I, I was like, looked at his page. I was like, wait a minute. Like what? What is this? What is he, this? I mean, look, he's, he's been acting in movies since I think the late eighties, definitely in the nineties when he became a big star. And I realized I had not seen much of his original, like his nineties classics. Yeah. I'd seen stuff from the two thousands and like I'd seen Troy and yeah. I'd seen, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith and the like led the all, iconic the big, ones. Yeah, all the, the like ones. all the big splashy what yeah. yeah, mainstream ones. But I had not seen any of his like his nineties films. And I would argue that he's 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 a heartthrob because of his nineties film. That's where he that's where he kind of won America's heart as like this like hunky, heartthrob kind of guy, swoon. I'll have worthy. to watch it because I never really un that's one thing I like didn't ever stand understood his like appeal. So I so I, you're, I I'm the same way because my entire gr growing up, I was always tainted against Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I was like, screw this guy. He's like some pretty boy. Like screw him. Like, he's <laughs> I not feel even that a, way too. I, I was I was I always thought he wasn't a good actor. And no, no, no. I mean, yeah, he won his Oscar uh, a couple of years ago for yeah. Once Upon a Time. That was deserved, but frankly, he should have won an Oscar well before that. Like in the 90s, he should have won an Oscar. So let me tell you what I watched. I okay. watched uh, Seven Years in Tibet, okay, which I believe is 97. Uh, and it's essentially, it's him playing this Austrian, maybe German, maybe Austrian, I forget. But he's like, he plays some kind of like European mountain climber. This is right in the thick of World War II. Okay. Um, and he goes to Tibet to like climb a mountain. He's kind of doing it on behalf of Nazi Germany at the time. He, he's not really for the cause. He's like, whatever, I'll do it for you guys. I don't care. I just want to go climb this mountain. He goes and then World War II breaks out in the middle of his expedition. He gets captured by like uh like by British soldiers and he's like and like he's a POW he escapes oh, wow and then he goes and goes and lives with the Tibetan people and he 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 meets the uh the Dalai Lama the current Dalai Lama who's who's like an old man now he's this movie's about him it's a real story oh wow like this is this is when the Dalai Lama was a kid at the time because like the Dalai Lama like every, you know every when this Dalai Lama passes they're gonna find a new Dalai Lama like the new spiritual being yeah. or whatever and they they pick him young right yeah and in this movie. It's about Brad Pitt immersing himself with the Tibetan people and becoming part of their culture, learning about them oh, wow. and developing this friendship with this with the young. It's a kid. It's like an 11, 12 year old kid who's yeah. the Dalai Lama and, and kind of striking up this like father son relationship. And it's just it's it's a long it's a long one of these long epic dramas from the 90s. By the way, those movies don't exist anymore. These like two hour plus like long, like worldly type dramas. because That's what this is. It's like a worldly drama. Yeah. Um, it was so moving, wow, so touching. Like I, I was, I was, I was like, I'm not. I wasn't like tearing up, but I was like, I was like, oh my god. I was gonna say, did you I, cry? No, I didn't. I, I would. No, I, I, no. I did, did kind of tear up last night actually. So okay, so I saw Seven Years in Tibet. Okay, and that was on Netflix. I was like, what? Okay, it's like oh my god. Like, this, Netflix has some. By the way, I shit on Netflix a lot, and rightly so. But they they have like they're good at categorizing movies now. Like their taxonomy is on point. Oh, I love all their like yeah, little they have, like yeah. They have like uh, like '90s classics that yeah. you have never seen or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. And so some of them are like so random, like yes. night romantic night in or like weird stuff like that. Yes, and I'm like, and oh, so it's their, their taxonomy is on point. They have a whole section of '90s movies. That's kind of where I stumbled okay. upon all this stuff. Um, I also watched another another Brad Pitt movie, A River Runs Through It, which is also on Netflix. That's okay. a, that's a classic Brad Pitt flick. Um, of him and like it's like set in like the 1920s or something, 1920s, oh, 1930s. That. Yeah, it's set in Montana. Uh, Brad Pitt plays him and his this other actor play brothers. They're the son of this like like preacher fisherman and they learn how to do fly fishing. And the movie basically follows each brother's life. And Brad Pitt, he's kind of sticks around. He gets like, really into gambling and drinking. 
And it's just it's it's another kind of like character study kind of movie. No, I don't think I've ever seen Brad Pitt in a character study like I'm that. I'm telling you, go watch these movies. Okay, like they're so I'll good. Brad Pitt is just fantastic in it. And then the one I saw last night, which is the one that actually kind of like made me, it was one of these like like one of these like um it remind it, it felt kind of like a like Little House on the Prairie type of thing. It was um okay, so Legends like, of the Fall. Like eighteen hundreds, kind of. Sort of like okay. Leg- Legends of the Fall takes place in the very late eighteen hundreds. It gets into the new century, the the nineteen hundreds a little bit too, and it goes into prohibition, etc. Okay. But that's the one where you you ever seen that famous like Brad Pitt, like him when he's like has the long flowy hair, yes, like the very long, like almost yeah. like a woman's hair, yeah, and like he like looks like, like my hair, yeah, like your yeah. hair essentially, yes, and like he's Blonde. like super handsome, blah blah yeah. blah blah, and swoon worthy and all this. Yeah. I I always I, I'd always seen that cover of Brad Pitt from like Legends of the Fall, and I'd always stayed away from him, like Ugh, like this is like some mushy bullshit like yeah. screw that like Fabio yeah like, Fabio type yeah. stuff like just overly sentimental yeah overly dramatic kind of mushy maudlin type of stuff maudlin territory I'd always stayed away from that movie because it just looked like a movie I could I wouldn't relate to me so it's like don't judge a movie by its no poster. <laughs> do not judge him and, and and by the way give Brad Pitt a shot this guy can act okay go watch uh, go watch Legends of the Fall it's on I think it's on Amazon you might have to like it, it's on Hulu as well like um to stream it but it it was that one actually kind of made me tear up because it's okay. so Dan- Anthony Hopkins is in that movie oh. it's, it's awesome. so moving. It's so it's uh, that's another about like brothers and they're both in love with the same woman and she love and they kind of they both marry her at different points because like one she thinks one dies and he comes back and it's it's okay. One, I, that's totally my kind of movie. Go see it. It's yeah. it's so romantic and like I for the longest time I was so averse to like 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 deeply romantic type movies like that because not not, not rom coms that's those that's trash. Romantic dramas different. Romantic dramas where like you really get into it. Yeah. I always my entire life growing up I'd always stayed away from those movies. And I was like, it's not for me. It is like these movies are good, and I'm. And I, I guess I'm just here to say, Brad Pitt has been doing his thing forever, and he he deserves his flowers. He okay. he should have got an Oscar years ago. These early '90s movies of his are out there, and I mean they're there to be discovered. Go watch them. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on watching some. I've, I haven't seen Interview with the Vampire. I've never seen that either. I got to watch that one too. Yeah. There's others of his that he has. He's, he's done so much. Yeah, he's I got a seen, huge like, any, body of work. I think I've seen some mainstream ones and like Fight Club. And yeah, because like, like, exactly. And the, I the just, big but ones. I just never. I was like, oh, I don't really but see go the watch, appeal. Go watch those. Go okay. watch those like older ones, like those All like right. those little hidden gems of his. Because he's been doing his thing for a while, and like he's a really good actor. He's just he's, he's naturally charismatic or whatever. But anyway, shout out Brad Pitt. Go watch Brad Pitt I movies. Will. He's a homie. Uh, and that's, I think that's a good place to end yeah. it. I, kind of on a high note. Yeah. Uh, after all this kid killing talk. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next week. Uh, stream us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, iHeart. We're on the website. And uh, we will check in with you guys next time. See ya. Take it easy.